Welcome to Everything and Anything, where nothing's left off the table. As soon as I hear that iPhone ring, I'm asking you the same thing. Are you tipsy? Do you miss me? Am I going to get that text telling me that you need me? Come right away. Come say to the buzz. All right, folks, welcome back to Everything and Anything, where nothing's left off the table. We're your host, Mitchell Hallett. What up, I'm TK. Fucking <laughs> hate doing that shit, dude. We have a very, very special podcast here this week for you guys. Um, so we're going to go ahead and actually dive right into it. Um, if you guys, anybody that listens from the Ames area um, or back home that has gone to Iowa State um, and knows Outlaws, you probably have seen this man a couple times. Uh, he's very legendary there, puts on some great shows. Uh, we have Nick Hickman joining us tonight on our podcast. What's up, buddy? How's it going? Hey, I'm alive. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> that's half the battle, really. What's that? Breathing. That's half the battle. That exactly. Are we gonna start with a shot of tequila here or what? <laughs> well, I already poured it to sip, but yeah. Let's do this. Did you want one? No, I'll just stick to my bush tonight. <laughs> we got shit to do tonight. <laughs> What do you got to do at 8.30 at yeah, night, Yeah, what else man? do you have to do? Well, yeah. <laughs> I have There's another paperwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's paperwork. <laughs> you got paperwork? My ass. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Here we go. Cheers. This is how we start a show right here, boys. Yeah. Mm. There we go. <laughs> yep. How'd that go for you? <laughs> Very good. Oh. All right. We well, we did it. We just have a couple questions and dive in and just see where the night takes us. You're take, drinking some tequila. We got some a couple bush lattes in our hands. So uh, we'll just dive right into it, I guess. If you want to go you're and more, start with your first question, TK. Oh, my You're God. more classy than me. <laughs> that, <laughs> I yeah. don't know about that. This man's over here drinking some tequila straight. That's just... That's not classy, though. That's redneck. I wouldn't say that. All right. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. I think, it's, <laughs> I think it fits the bill. Um, my first question for you... Yes. ...is I want to know your most memorable time at Outlaws was. Most memorable time at Outlaws. I've had some I wish I... <laughs> I think we all have most memorable night out lost. I think it might have been the first time we played when everybody started chanting. Okay. That was pretty cool. When was so? When that, was your when was your first time coming to Outlaws? Then shit, four or five years ago, I reckon. Okay, I was gonna say I've known. Like, what's that? I think 2018 or twenty nineteen was when I first came there. So probably twenty eighteen. Okay. Were you there then? Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I would have been there. Yeah, I, I haven't been there yet. I was gonna say, I've, uh, seen, no, I, I've seen your show that, quite that a few times me. there. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, we play, we played our fair share there. But I was just trying to remember the first time. But it was it was fun because we had never been there. You know, now we know what to expect. Now we know the bathrooms are going to be super clean. The floor is going to be. 
know, we, we, <laughs> we know what to expect now, but that was our first time there. And, you know, we, it, it was packed and people were cool. And there were so many attractive girls, you know, back in the single days. I don't know how you guys turn them out, but it's like the Midwest. Hey, you know what? Corn-fed girls, you know? That's how it is. <laughs> yeah, just beauty. I, I mean, I appreciate beauty in all aspects of life. I'm not trying to be like a, a sexist or a demeaning person. You know, I, I love beauty, but there are beautiful people in the Midwest. Oh, yeah. they and but, Those country girls, especially when they come out to Outlaws. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're in for a ride. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you better sit on yeah. eight seconds, and that's it. <laughs> How long? So, how long have you been playing for then? Country music or music? Music in general, yeah. Uh, probably about a while, a long, long time. <laughs> Do you about fifteen? About fifteen years, I'd say. Okay. Did you know, like, growing up, like, is this that that was like what you wanted to do? No, I mean, kind of. It's hard to explain. I played sports my whole life, so I thought everybody has a dream when you play sports. Like, oh, I'm going to go do something. Uh, and it ain't until you get to college or, you know, later on you realize this might not be good for me. And you have to start thinking otherwise. But I think probably for a lot of my life, I just assume I'll go do something in college, baseball, football, probably not basketball, I'm short. Um, but I just like, I'll do something, you know. Yeah. And when that didn't work out, you know, I went up to the University of Tennessee and walked on to play baseball and realized real quick I was never going to go pro. I was never going to be great. I, you know, I was fortunate enough, you know, to, to get to play. But, man, it was, it, was, it was a weird time to just – but, you know, that's what college is. You go through this journey of trying to discover yourself. What can I do? What am I equipped to do? What can I do that won't make me miserable to make money the rest of my life, you know? Yeah. So I thought maybe – Music was probably a, the best path I had, and just dove into it. What's what's been your most memorable? Not just in Outlaws, so going to anywhere you've been. What's uh, what is always like your favorite part of being on the road, and uh, most memorable part of on the road, or all your shows that you've done, stuff like that. Man, so many. The, my favorite thing about being on the road is having time off and getting to experience things. Like we've played in Charleston. South Carolina for a couple years now, a lot, but we've never had time to go experience anything because, you know, our people don't understand how hard we work. So we never have time to enjoy anything. But I say all that to say we were finally in Charleston a couple months ago and the owners of the place that we play took us to this local um, chicken joint. It was amazing. Amazing. But we've ne <laughs> we don't ever have time to go sit and enjoy a dinner. You know, it's so to be able to go out and, and, experience different things in different cities i think is probably the coolest for me I, I just love trying new food seeing new things that i might not have ever seen before you know stuff like that is probably the, the coolest part of this job yeah excuse me had to get that out there <laughs> oh you asked uh, you asked about the shows too man i was blessed to be able to so when i started doing music i started doing christian music i led worship and then you know dove in with a band and, and put together a record and, and tried that avenue. Um, and we were on some, we did pretty good for, I mean, I, I wouldn't say we were amazing, but to be kids, we were, we were pretty good. And, and we, we did some fun things and had some fun tours. And those, those were my times. Cause you know, I love where I'm at now, but now it's more of a business. This is more of a, 
how do I generate more income? How do I, I grow the brand and, and the business more? Uh, you know, it, it, my mind functions different. Like I go out on the road, we have our, 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 our schedule, right? So typically we'll play Old Red on a Thursday night till 2 a.m. We'll meet at my house, load up our trailer and hit the road about, we usually hit on the road about three. If we're playing in Charleston, it's a 10 hour drive and we lose an hour because they're, they're Eastern. Mm-hmm. So we get there at one o'clock, two o'clock, eat lunch, load in and set up and do our sound check, which takes us a couple hours, you know, when we're out on the road with all of our uh, self-contained rig. So we'll get done usually about five, five thirty, uh, grab some dinner, go check into the hotel. Everybody will shower, get a quick workout. And then we come back and play for three or four hours. And then we pack up for an hour or two, get to the hotel and just try to get a couple hours of sleep before we do it again. The exact same thing the next day. So Jeez. now I'm operating in that realm of I'm a business, I'm running a company, you know, whether it's music or my voice or what it is, this this is a brand that I'm I'm trying to market as opposed to back then. We were kids, man. We didn't give a shit about <laughs> nothing. We were just having fun on the road. I was living in the moment. I was living in the, oh my God, I'm on the road. Oh my God, I get to tour. Oh my God, I get to do all these things. I just was carefree. I was a kid. Now I'm like, man, shit, I have to do this or rent ain't getting paid, you know? Yeah. So I just, it's just two different experiences being on the road back then versus now, you know? Do you, do you have, are there times where you wish that you could be still in that, what you previously back then versus now or? Oh, no, I can't. I'm a grown man that's, you know, married now. So. I could provide for a family and back then we didn't make no money. You know, we didn't have to operate as a business. We could just go out and live our best lives and call granny bell and tell her, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling. Can you help me with some food? Yeah. I can't do that now. I'm a little bit older and a little bit wiser and got a family, you know? Yeah. I think that's good to recognize. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People don't recognize it at all. Yeah. Well, hey, distinction. I recognize it. I don't want to do it, but I recognize it and do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's where we're at now. So, be, being you know starting from, I guess a Christian band, and mm-hmm. being where you're at now, where was the cutoff of like I want to play other songs that may or may not follow those religious guidelines you know I, that with me and my personal relationship and, and where i'm at it's more of a as long as i'm not being a, a a terrible light or 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 a hindrance to someone you know i i can still be a good dude that does music right. doesn't you know i can still be a christian dude that does country music and drinks alcohol and see back then you know growing up with my grandma we we didn't drink i spent you know, my, my formidable drinking years, you know, the age of 21 to 24, 25 sober, wouldn't, wouldn't touch a girl. Like, you know, cause we had people in our ears telling us, Hey, you gotta be better than anything else. You are, you are a witness. And if people see you and you're doing negative things, whether right or wrong, or however you feel, about it, that's going to be a hindrance on them. And they might think, well, well, he does it. Well, and he tells me not to, you know, so it was just a, you know, a whole thing with that realm of it i guess this is probably the easiest way to sum that up you know that's just you know it's a little bit tougher back then when we're 
exiling ourselves and just con- disconnecting. So now it's a little bit different, you know. Now I recognize, you know, especially when I first started doing country music, you know, I recognized the beautiful women, you know, and I recognized the the connection to me and the music and and who I am, and you know, and I found whiskey after going sober all those formidable years I could have drank. I finally rec- finally started discovering beer and whiskey and tequila. And I was like, okay, all right, we good now. Exactly. <laughs> I found my home where people accept it. <laughs> so what's your favorite song that's not yours? My favorite song to play that's not mine? Yeah. Uh, time After Time, Cindy Lauper. Hey, that's my favorite song of all time. Of all time. I think that's the greatest song written. That's... I like that song. I really enjoy that song. I think you played it, not this last time. The time, the time before? Probably. Well, I played acoustic. I do a little finger-picking, stripped-down version that I, I created. I love it. But, you know, so sometimes if it ain't that right, stripped-down acoustic mood, I won't play it. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, la- you know, last last weekend was a party, so yeah. you can't really oh, God, strip yeah. it down and try to, try to play acoustic when you got that many drunk people there <laughs> ready That's to true. ready to go <laughs> I, 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 drunk people are the best right because they're there to have a good time but they're also the worst and you know i've tried to, especially like outlaws you know when it gets super rambunctious you guys actually heard like the chanting in the crowd yeah. like crowds can be ruthless man and it was real tough for me at first because, you know, you get heckled or especially with technology now, everybody likes to type stuff on their phone and hold it up to where you can see it and read it. Um, or they'll flip like you that. off. <laughs> Call me out, dude. Well, no, no, no. I'm calling anybody out because they'll be like, this fucking sucks or, or play a different song or, you know, I'll give you $100 to play Wagon Wheel or, you know, whatever it is. We're just constantly getting heckled. Or if somebody will ask us to play a song, God forbid, you guys are our boys, you know, like we're, we've become family and we love you. So we, we have an understanding. If you ask me for a song, we don't know it, but other people aren't as forgiving as you guys, you know, they'll, they'll come up and say, Hey, play this song. Like, I don't know this song or, or I might know it. I might know it real good, but then I've think in my head, well, we've never practiced this. I'm not giving you a shitty version of a song. Right. I, yeah. you know, so it might not be, I don't know it. It might be me saying you, you deserve better than me half-assing my way through this when we've never played it together you know so that was tough at first is is trying to be like okay calm down don't snap on everybody don't be mean to anybody because just like any office job where because i used to have an office job before you know full-time music and if somebody called in they were pissed off i had to sit there and take it because i was getting paid and that company told me to take it it's the same thing at a bar like these these people have 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 come to the bar to drink and they're paying the establishment that in turn can pay us because people are there drinking. So I started thinking of it more of a, you know, even if these people are pissed off, they're, they're paying my, you know, our, our bills. So I'll bite my tongue. And even if they're not, even if they're not, these people, some people are so poor. I grew up poor as shit. So I understand some people are so poor that are not poor, but they, they struggle and they save for weeks at a time to be able to go out and have a night out, you know? And yeah. maybe they've had a couple drinks and they're pissy, you know, that still doesn't matter. They're, they've saved up and they're spending their hard earned money to have a good time. So just keep my mouth shut as much as I can. What's uh, what's been your favorite song 
to play when you when you go on these trips. That gets mm. that usually get the, the song that you play to get the crowd going. Shit, I don't know. It varies city by city, I reckon. Um, I know ours. It's Mr. Brightside. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you you could go to some places and say Mr. Brightside. Some places you play Tennessee whiskey. Some places you play Wagon Wheel. Some places you can play Save a Horse, Ride a Calgary. I mean, there's you know different places go crazy over different songs. But I would say the one, if I had to pinpoint one, consistent is uh, whiskey glasses probably. Oh yeah. I think that one's universal. Um, all the white girls love that. Oh yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to be. Oh, you don't even have to be white. All the girls. Love I do. It. Yeah. Shit. Everybody goes crazy over that. And don't get me wrong, Morgan's one of my faves, and he's talented, and he deserves. You know, I think I've always said this, especially I think I said this to you guys the first time I met you. I think we should stop celebrating mediocrity and and and, and appreciate like talent. You know, Morgan could be a jerk. I've never met him. You know, he's had some issues. But at the same time, we need to honor and respect that level of talent because the the dude is in a league of his own. You know, him and Luke Combs, I think, are like carrying the flag for country music right now. Yeah. So you got to respect it, you know. And I'm I'm just glad that it, it it's become this, you know, that, that people are understanding and appreciating the talent. Because he's not one of them. He, I don't think he's a gimmick. You know what I mean? Now, maybe he ain't as country as, as you think. Because if you go back to the voice years, you, you see him. You know, I, I don't know. I've never met the guy. So I can't sit and talk on it. So I don't know how to, one way or another. But I would say if I was betting my money, he ain't no gimmick. He's just a talented dude that can sing and write and play his ass off. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't care if he's the biggest jerk in the world off stage. I'm appreciating what's on stage and what's in my ears and my eyes. And it's just a dude that does it at the highest level. So yeah, I'm all for it. I guess that's kind of a weird way to sum that up, but <laughs> I love him. He's one of my favorites. So well, I mean, shit. if you like, honestly, Hardy's in that same, I would say so. Yeah. Mm. Genre, but also not because he writes songs yeah. for four different people that they go out and put it platinum. You know what I mean? Well, like, wow. I thought you were just asking. We we got into the Morgan talk because of songs that get people hyped. You yeah. didn't say who's your favorite artist out right now. I was going to get eventually, but I figured I had it. I had an inkling. It was probably going to be Hardy, hands down, hands down. That's that. I was kind of figuring that out based off our conversation last Saturday. Yeah, dude, he doesn't give a shit, which I, I strive to be that way every day. Because at the end of the day, who cares what people think? I'm not going to please everybody. But I still worry about it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I feel like Hardy doesn't give two fucks about what you think about him. Uh, he's just a boot in your ass. I do it my way. If I want to do rock, I'll do rock. If I want to do country, I'll do country. And I'll do both of them amazing. Like I'll write kick-ass country songs or I'll write kick-ass rock songs. And then I'm going to put them in your face and not give a shit. So I just love him, dude. That's him, Luke Combs, Morgan can- Wallen. Hardy, he can dabble in just about anything, it seems like, and it's still just as good as the previous one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And same thing with Ernest. I think Ernest is in that category, too. I yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah. We're addicted to his podcast, so, I mean, let's make this one that big. Hey, we're striving. We're trying. Hey, you're going to get there being cool dudes. I think cool people succeed a little bit, a little bit quicker than others sometimes. We just gotta we gotta try to get the word out about it. That's that's what we're we're struggling with here. 
Well, shit, I've shared the shit out of it. Here's the thing. You start out somewhere, you know? I'm, yep. I'm a nobody. But when I first started out, I was a, what's lower than nobody? A negative nobody. A negative nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're here now, though. You're making all these records and songs and everything. Just got a deal. Yeah, you just got a yeah, deal. Yeah, well, hey, here's the thing, man. That, that was, that's been like the toughest process because, you know, you, you're not allowed to talk about anything, you know, right? Because they have a timeline. They have things that they do in the background, right? And you're stuck to a schedule, an agenda. So it's just been really cool to see the journey and know what's coming and know, you know, where we're going and stuff. Um uh now you know but it, it's hard it's hard to know you know oh i can't wait to share this or i can't wait for people to know this but first of all i'm a personal i'm a private person anyways i never post shit you know i i don't i don't care i just want to keep it to myself if i'm out celebrating i might post it a month later like i went on a honeymoon with my wife to aruba and i didn't post about it till a month later you know yeah because i wanted to be in that moment and so i might you know do a flashback but i'm never going to be the guy that's like not present in that moment with my phone out the whole time, like I'm just, just present, I guess. Um, so I think it's good to live like that. Honestly, live in the moment, like take everything in instead of trying to worry about everybody else seeing what's going on. Like, enjoy I know, but what that, you got, but that hinders me in today's market. Like I got to be relevant. I got to be posting shit all the time. Like, Hey, what's up? I'm in Guam or, you know, wherever I'm at. Yeah. I've never been to Guam. That'd be cool to go to, but I need to be relevant and posting shit every single day and connecting. And so it hinders me because I fall short in that because I don't ever get content. I don't ever record something. I, it's, you know, I'm always predetermined. So I got to get better at that to well, keep up with today. Help with some marketing. Yeah, who oh, man, the hell no. doesn't need help with marketing? Man, way to plug yourself there, huh? <laughs> I love it, but because here's the thing: who the hell doesn't need marketing? It doesn't matter who you are; you need some sort of marketing. Yeah, helps to get the word out there. Yeah, you're right. Right. All right so, you're a commodity, bro. Sorry, my power went out. No, you're you're a commodity, bro. You know. <laughs> how is so? Going back to your signing your record label. Mm-hmm. How? What has the journey been leading to that point? Like. How and going through it, and like what all is as much as you're able a lot to hear. A lot of no's, you know, a lot of door slams, a lot of emails sent with no response, a lot of uh, everything, man. You can imagine, you know, you hear that you hear the worst of the worst. You know, I've been told I suck and I ain't, you know, gonna amount to anything my whole life. And sometimes I think it, I have a theory on that. Let me share that with you guys if you don't mind. Um, a lot of people will say, I've been told my whole life that I'll, I'll never amount to anything. You hear that from almost every artist. I think I know why people tell us that. I, I've dove into it a little bit. I think because if they're as brutally honest as they possibly can be, because they care. And I'll tell you why I believe this in a minute. But because they care, they're brutally honest with you. Like, you're never going to make it. Give up. You know, get a real job. I think because they care so much, they say that because they think if they're brutally honest with you and super mean, it'll hurt you enough to make you want to, to, to change, you know? And I saw that because my family, my grandmother, I know for a fact that she loves me more than anything in the world, but she never understood the music. She never understood why I was chasing a dream. So 
you know, and, and other people in my family are the same way. So they might say things like, you're never going to amount to anything. Go get a real job. I don't think that people are saying that to us to be me. And maybe they are. Maybe, maybe people genuinely hate us. You know, maybe they do. Maybe they're just genuinely like this guy fucking hate. I can't stand him. Get him out of my face. But I, I think nine times out of 10 people are telling us that because they care. You know, they just don't understand what we're doing. And I get it. When we're, We've started a business, right? You don't understand why Nick's sleeping in the back of his car. Why my grandma, why is Nick calling me saying he's sleeping in his car and needs food? You know, why? When he could just have a real job and make real money like he was before and, and not have to deal, live like this. Why would he do this for this? Because those people aren't aren't business minded. You know, they're not even even people that start businesses, even people that started McDonald's, Chick-fil-A. They're entrepreneurs just like we are, right? They just have a different business model um, with the same idea of I want to, to do what what I want and control it for a living. So they just don't have that mindset and that understanding of he's trying to he's trying to chase a dream. When you start any business, like whoever started Chick-fil-A, for instance, I guarantee their first few years they struggled until people knew about the brand, until people were anything. They invested money because you have to invest money to make money. So they put money into it. They probably sacrificed for years before they even turned a profit, you know, to pay back any loans or any investments that they got or 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 any capital that was that was acquired, you know, or, or for, you know, to buy your first batch of, of product or or to pay for your first light bill or pay for your first round of salaries for your employees. There was some sort of capital that was pushed up to get that going and sacrifices that were made. You know, so it's the same thing, man. So they didn't, she didn't understand when I say I was sleeping, I'm sleeping in my car, granny, or, or I'm, I'm hungry. Can you just send a little bit of money for food? Like she didn't get it. She thought, why not get this job and make money? But she still loved me and still did it. So my grandma was an angel. That's what grandmas are for. You're damn right. It is. <laughs> what kept so when, when you got all those emails back and those phone calls and the doors shut and everything, what, really kept pushing you forward to keep going my ego probably not now but then my ego i i think i i thought every single time well fuck you i'll show you yeah i can't wait to, i can't wait to look back and be like you're <laughs> you're you know you had your shot who's who sucks now yeah you know? but now i'm i'm more of a uh grounded like understands the business and how a business model works. And, and sometimes you're just not the right fit for certain partnerships. Cause that's what, you know, labels, management, uh, booking agents, it's partnerships, right? It's, it's bringing equal value on both sides to the, to the table. So I, I see it differently now. Like I'm looking through two different lenses right now. So when I first started doing music and, and this shit started happening, I, I would just be, I'd be angry. Like, mm, fuck you. I'll, I'll show you. And now it's more of a, I get it. Maybe I, maybe I wasn't the right fit for them or, or maybe they were busy and didn't see the email or, you know, what, whatever the case may be. I, I get that maybe it just wasn't the right fit for the business. And looking back then, I'm nowhere near as good now as I, and I'm nowhere near as good then as I am now, you know, and I'm not saying I'm good. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sitting here tooting a horn. I'm still going to keep getting better, but I look back at, at four year old, four years ago, Nick and think, Man, I wasn't that good. Man, I needed some development. I needed my voice to get better. I needed to learn 
um, this lesson or this lesson. So I just, I see both in different lenses now, I guess is probably the best way to say it. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I get it. Okay. I'm going to steer this conversation yeah. a little different. <laughs> Favorite Christmas song of all time. I wanted to ask that too. <laughs> Mary, did you know? Okay. Oh, love it. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Yes. Uh, oh, it's probably Todd. I got a three-way tie. Oh, boy. Oh, do I, let me narrow it down to one. One movie, can't miss, have to watch it every single Christmas, never fails. Oh, boy. I'm going to say two because one is because of my grandfather. My grandfather and me, we watched the Christmas Story Marathon all <laughs> yes! day. All day on Christmas Eve, I like that's just what he, me and him did. We like my grandfather was was my was my dude. Like him and my grandma. My grandma, it's the hardest thing. I always tell the story. Like I don't know why my grandma is just it for me, but my grandfather was the best human I've ever met. Period. Genuine, kind-hearted. Never met somebody he hated. Just a sweetheart. Worked his ass off. Two jobs. Loved his wife. Like, my grandmother was the most hateful woman in the whole world. The most hateful woman. Sweetheart, Christian lady that loved everybody to death, would give you the shirt off her back. But she was a, a, a grumpy. <laughs> she was hateful. Um, necklace! You know, <laughs> I, I can't tell you. But he loved her with all of his heart. And she'd be like, Marvin, go, go. You know, and he's like, <laughs> okay, okay. Just... Love the shit out of her. And I saw that man. I never saw my grandfather cry. Not even when my dad died. And that's a tough thing when you're a young parent and have to bury your young child. So he didn't even cry then. But I saw that man cry the day before he died. The day before my grandfather died, I was at his hospital room. And he was in a bed with tubes all over him. And the first thing he said to me was, he cried. He said, where's she at? Like, my grandma has dementia right now, so she doesn't know anybody what's going on. But my grandfather didn't. Or if, if he did, it was a mild case because he knew. Like, he looked at me and my wife in the face and said, where is she? I just want to see her. And, like, that broke me in half. So, like, he's just the best man I've ever met. I don't know why we got on that tangent, but he's the reason. I wanted to tell you why he, why he would be a reason for me to watch this show. Yeah. Like, we watch Christmas Story every Christmas Eve, me and him. Great man, blah, blah. But if I had to choose my favorite that I can't, I can't not watch because of my love for it, Christmas Vacation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> One of the two. But there's so many good Christmas movies. Oh, oh my God. God. Christmas with the Cranks. Elf. Yeah. Oh, like Christmas with the Cranks is underrated. And so is, uh, what's the one with they're trying to get the superhero Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, little dude Danny DeVito? Oh, oh. Uh. Ah, uh-huh. I can't. There's, right. there's. I can't think of it. Right over. That's good. Four gotta, Christmases is good. Like I could sit here and name off twenty Christmas movies that you'd be like, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, gotta see that one. Like, so many, dude. Fred Claus. Fred Claus is under. Yes. Fred Claus is awesome. Jingle all the way. Is that the one you're thinking of? Oh yeah, Jingle all the way. That's it. Yes. With Arnold, where he's trying yes. to get uh, the Turbo Man. Yeah. Oh wait, that was no, wait, that, that was him in Sinbad. What's the one with Danny DeVito? Oh no, no, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of him and Arnold and twins. No, so it's it's Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad fighting okay. over at Turbo Man. Okay. 
What do you what What are your thoughts? Because we had a little bit of a debate on this today. No, Jesus. What are your thoughts on the Polar Express movie? <laughs> uh, it's all right. I mean, I don't love it or oh. hate it. <laughs> well, also, you got to think about it. We were young, yeah, like we were kids when that movie yeah. came out. Oh yeah. Well, cool. you can't ask me, okay? I should have prefaced by saying I'm the biggest Christmas person ever. So, of course, I'm going to love everything that's Christmas. <laughs> so, you might want to ask somebody that's not like, dude, since I was a little kid, Christmas is the best time because it brings out the best in everybody. Everybody wants to give. Yes. Hey, first of all, we all three of us suck right now. We miss one of the greatest Christmas movies ever made. And I, I say all that to say... I'm about to quote one of the, the main characters. Scrooge is the greatest Christmas. Well, oh, I forgot about it. Dude. I forgot about that one, to be honest. But, but yeah, Bill Murray is, is, is go dude. Um, yes. But what, what did he say in, uh, in, uh, in his, what you call it? Uh, oh, in Scrooge, everybody's a little bit happier. Everybody's a little bit brighter. You know, everybody walks with a different pep in their step. You know, we're more giving. Like, he was so accurate, dude. When when yeah. Christmas starts rolling around, dude, everybody changed their mindset. You could be the biggest douche in the world. And come Christmas time, you're like, eh, I love you. What can I do to be better? Like, it's just there's something in the atmosphere with Christmas that just makes it the greatest holiday because it brings out the best in people. I just I love the so. family aspect, the snow, the getting together, the music, the movies, all that stuff. Well, we don't get snow, but yeah, you're damn right. That's, that's true. <laughs> so have you ever been snowmobiling or anything like that then before? Oh, yeah. My wife's from uh, Chicago. Well, outside of Chicago, Sycamore. Really? Uh, so, Whoa. yeah. Did you just say Sycamore? Oh, yeah. no fucking way. I swear. <laughs> that is literally the next town over from where I grew up. Where'd you grow up? DeKalb? G- Genoa. Oh, I know where Genoa. Geneva? Genoa. Genoa. Okay. It's like it's oh. the, it's, it's it's the next town over. It's like twenty minutes north. Dude, I know that whole area. I know Leland. I know uh, what are some of the other cities? Like, uh, dude, I know I know Iowa. I mean Illinois. Like that whole area. Yeah, because of my wife and her family and and where they grew up and. That's yeah, like I work so. at a dealership in Sycamore and like yeah, I grew up right there. <laughs> dude, so you you grew up like, how long? How long has it been since you worked at the dealership? Uh, well, I worked there all through college and then to my senior year of high school. So I, I graduated high school in 18. So I've been working there well, for almost six years now total. Well, my wife's dad, Daryl Johnson, was uh, an officer for years and years and years in Sycamore. Really? Uh, yeah, a chief or, you know, whatever his title was. I, I don't know. But, yeah, he was an officer for is, years. Is he still or? No, he's retired. Okay. They moved down to Florida. Oh, okay. Greener pastures, you know? <laughs> yeah. Where, where the sun always is up. Eat Florida It's beef. always out. Eat yeah. Florida beef, then Illinois and Iowa beef. You tell me which one. Yeah. yeah. We got the better farmland, though. <laughs> you absolutely have the better farmland. And the better looking girls. I don't know why you'd think because of Florida and the beaches and half naked women, there'd be oh so many hot girls. Other than Miami, no. Valid just, point. Valid point. It's 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 old moms that have been on the you know <laughs> been out in the sun for seventy five years and their skin is looking like French toast. You know those people. <laughs> I think I'm gonna steal that one. Not the French toast. <laughs> that bit looked like French. To- 
<laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about, though. Oh, yeah. Been out in the sun way, the sun way too long. <laughs> but Florida, dude, Florida is heaven. Florida is heaven just because of oceans and, like, if I that's my that's my happy place. If I could be on a beach all day every day with a Corona and a lime in my hand and a shot of tequila, just yes. no cares in the world. The water, fucking seagulls just trying to eat all my food. No, no kidding, you can't set anything down without twenty seconds later. Not even they snatch it. I know, dude. I just I'm a beach dude. I, you know that's where my heart is. So, and they are too. So that's why they're down in Florida. So I married into the right family. Hey, there you I'm go. Sure I'm sure my wife and I will retire down there soon, and when we blow up and, and become a, a bigger entity, exactly. and I have some money, I'm going to buy a place in Florida now. Um, and then I, she's all about let's make them rental properties. No, I don't want people in our home. Yeah, that's our home. When we when where we go to visit, you know, or or vacation, like yeah, I want that to be our place. So, but yeah, Florida for sure. Sorry. You're gonna you're gonna learn. I veer off topics real quick. That's normally that's normally yeah. I, I can honestly, talk my ass off. We act like we're prepared. We kind of touched on like three questions <laughs> we really wanted to ask you, and that was about it. That's perfect shit. I'm just having I'm just having fun conversating. People that genuinely care about what I do, the music industry and and, and shit like that. That means a lot. I'm well, not always in the case you wouldn't have stayed out what till. <laughs> What time? It was like we didn't get home till four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, but you guys were gentlemen. You walked the girl home, right? So yeah. that was sweet. But yeah, like it's just cool, man. I've not always had people that cared. Not I always had people that were interested and, and wanted to know. So, but shit, I love this. I love people who just want to ask because I'm I'm curious. I want to ask everything. I want to well, know. Yeah, any questions, any questions for us? More than willing to answer. I love it. So what do you guys do until this takes off right now on the side? So right now I'm actually, so I graduated from Iowa state in last fall, the last winter. So, um, I went and worked for a indie car team for a little bit. And then in June, I came back out here and started working for the university in the ag department. Well, that's kind of cool. What about dipshit? I I, I, (laughs) So what about dipshit? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I uh, I worked at a restaurant down in Huxley, like 10 minutes from here. Uh, I graduated in May. I moved to North Carolina for a month in August. Was it August? It was the end of July. End of July. Through the end of August. And then I moved back here. Not very uh, long. Now I sell parts for Case. Case I. Oh, that's kind of oh, cool. Wrong color. <laughs> I sell you. I sell more John Deere customers parts <laughs> than I do case customers. You want to know why? Yes. Y'all shit breaks down more than case does. That is not true. Yeah. No. So I mean, we're we honestly are just doing this for fun. Like we don't ever. That's what. That's what. That's the beauty of it. Because this, you know, sh- this podcast and and streaming and stuff has become a thing nowadays. So. If you find something you love, like you guys are doing right now, and you can make a living doing it, get really good at it and do that. So don't even oh, talk we, about it. this is just something we do on the side. It is, but lead, let this be your let this be your end goal. We get to do a podcast. Me and my buddy do a podcast that we love to do and get paid. Like, do that. It'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be fun. 
I would love to not have him to wake up this early. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. dude. Well, I'm just, and you can do it like well, Yeah, no, he's got me beaten. Hands down. I'm not saying anything about that. I. Well, here's the thing. It's not necessarily that I got you beat because I get up super early, but it, 8 a.m. is early when you don't go to bed to four or five. Right. Yeah. And you've been drinking a lot of tequila. Right. Well, yeah. 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 He's not you know, because that's our nights when you when you when you play to 2 a.m. and it takes you an hour to pack up, and 30 minutes to get back to the hotel because we ain't rich, so we're not staying in the city. You know, if I'm playing we, in Ames, we, we our our hotel's 20 minutes away from Ames. Yeah. So. By the time we get back and then unwind and I actually fall asleep, it's probably 4 a.m. or later. And then we usually are up on the road, you know, 7, 8, 9 a.m. the next day. Yeah. So that's what gets us. Yeah, no, he's got me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, but the dream's worth the sacrifice, man. Exactly. But just the potential, and you guys should feel the same way, just the potential that it could happen. Just the potential. Because, dude, you could get the biggest record deal in the world. I know, I got buddies that are signed and have, are shelved or or it never worked out or they or the label dumped millions into them and it just never worked, you know? Because it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. You see it and you think, oh, my God, this guy's out of nowhere. He's so good. He's so good. But he probably has been working at it for 12 years. You know, you just see this product that it took. You didn't see what it took to get to that product. So... Um, uh, you know, a lot of time goes into this. You know, what were we talking about? What we did for livings? Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah. Oh no, no, oh no. We were talking about the dreams worth the sacrifice. Yeah. So, just just the thought that it, it could be something makes all that worth it. Everything well, that I just talked about. You got to have something to fight for. Like keep like keep fighting for that keeps you going every day. Yeah. And you don't want to look back. Like, I think my biggest concern, me and my wife have talked about this a lot. She's like, what happens if it doesn't work out? You know, what then? And I said to her, as long as I give it everything I have now, as long as I sacrifice everything I have now, just to see if that potential is there, I think I can rest easy knowing, hey, I took my shots. I gave it everything I had. I gave it enough time. If it doesn't work out. I'll be okay with, with taking a step back and, and getting a real job or, or this is a real job, a really hard job, but I'll get a job that's more consistent with a salary, you know, like I had before, um, to, to be stable for a family and a wife, you know, but let me chase it now while I can. So I'm not regretful at the, in the end, you know? Yeah. At least you, at least you get to say you, you tried and he went for it. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing is, it's like, I think it's grown me as a man and an individual. Like, because I look back when I was telling you guys earlier, I look back and I see the growth. And, and, and am I the best songwriter? No. Am I the best singer? No. Am I the best performer? No. But I've learned through everything that I've went through that I can be the hardest worker. I can be the one that will sacrifice and, to get where I'm going. So all of that has led to me becoming a better singer and a better performer and a better songwriter. So I'm thankful for that journey because, like I said, that's when you think, well, why did he say that made me a better man doing all those things? Because it taught me that looking, if I look back and see that I worked my ass off and I outworked everybody, it led to me becoming better at these things that I wasn't great at before. So that's, that's life, right? Like learning things that make us better, you know, 
Yeah. It's, it's, so that's why I say it, it makes me a better man because it taught me a life lesson that can be applied to both music and everyday life. Yeah. So all that to say, chase this shit down. Make this podcast huge and then bring me back on and be like, hey, you were one of our first guests. And one that's of true. you are our first guest. Yeah, you are our first guest. One of it's one of one. We're gonna sh- uh, perfect. Then I'm your I'm your first. So uh, all the tequila that we can possibly drink in person. Like fuck, yeah. screw this, screw this. Different screens. You guys get a studio, and I'll come into that studio, and we'll just set up one camera and just get shit canned. That would be fun. <laughs> hey, but we're I don't give a damn who who makes more money. I don't care if you guys are richer than me or I'm richer than you. We're splitting the damn Uber. <laughs> agree. Deal. Right. Deal. It's on air. We agree. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's on air. It's it's official now. We're all gonna throw in our five dollars and get our fifteen dollar Uber. <laughs> so you're from Alabama, right? Where are you? No, from? I got family from Bama. I, my, I'm from Georgia slash Tennessee. Okay. Bulls or dogs? Uh, roll tide. All right, all right. I can get on that. Hey. I graduated high high school 18-ish years ago. 18, right? Nick Saban got there in 2007, which was 15 years ago. So three years prior to that, I graduated. I can show you my annual. I've got my high school annual, my senior year, where I was supposed to go to Alabama. But, I, you know, I told you guys I didn't have a lot of money. I, I couldn't come up with the funding. It was out of state. We couldn't afford out-of-state tuition. So I wound up going to University of Tennessee. Um, well, I went to Rome State first, just to just to figure out what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, then wound up at the University of Tennessee. But my whole my whole goal was to go to the University of Alabama. I just once we found out that I was getting no funding, I got no help, um, and then we had to pay out of state tuition. Like my family just couldn't afford it, so I couldn't go. But all that to say, if you look in my annual, there's probably 50 messages in there that was like, "Roll Tide, good luck at the University of Alabama." You know, like. Good luck at Bama. Go kick ass. We know how much you love them. So that my annual would just show you that I was a fan before Saban when we sucked and prior. Like, got pictures of me as a kid. Like, I've just, for some reason, it was my grandpa Dan, I'm pretty sure. He had a shrine at the University of Alabama. Um, so I, I don't know what it was, but I've just been a Bama fan since I was old enough to remember. Even though my family was split balls and dogs, I've always been a Bama fan. I'm no bandwagon guy. I saw us when we sucked. I saw the the um, Andrew Zhao and Freddie Millens years and the Tyler Watch years, and I saw um, <laughs> the Shuley years and the Debose years. Like I, I've I've been a fan even when we had Sean Alexander. So we we did have a good year with Alexander in two thousand two, maybe or no, it was ninety eight. No, ninety nine. Ninety nine. It was the year after Tennessee won the national championship. We beat Florida. They missed an extra point in the regular season. Then we beat them again in the SEC championship, which is a big deal. We lost to somebody crappy. Uh, and then we lost to Michigan by one, 35-34. Um, no, no. Yeah, no, that was the year, 35-34. Uh, so, dude, I've been a Bama fan since I was a kid. I, I, sorry, I had, to, I had to defend myself when people were like, you're from Tennessee or Georgia? I want to Yeah. Dude, roll tight, baby. Wait do you see tomorrow. I'm about to post a video of my Alabama Christmas tree. I'm right. I'm roll tied. If we go 0-12, I'm going to cry my ass off because this game means a lot to me. And Alabama has been 
one more story and I'll shut up. So the first mm-hmm. thing my the first thing my wife asked me, the one of the very first things was, why do you care so much about this university? Why? She asked me that because I was I'm crazy. Like you don't understand how big of a Bama fan I am. Everything is Bama for me. I live, breathe, and eat it. I watch the games. I put them. I record all the games, and then I go back and rewatch them. And I'll I look at what what plays Pete Golden called or 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 Bill O'Brien called. Like I go back and watch these games when I'm at home. Like I like to unwind and put on a game and just rewatch it and see how we played, what mistakes were made, what coverages they were in. Because I'm a quarterback, right? Like I, I've played quarterback my whole life. So as a quarterback. The, the greatest thing in the world is recognizing defenses and coverages, right? What's yeah. the defense in? How can I how can I exploit this, right? I want to check at the line. I want to audible. I want to get into a situation that's going to put them in a bad scenario. So dissecting coverages has been my thing since I was young enough to do it. You know, like I just love, oh, they're in cover two. Oh, they're about to they're about to scat blitz or or they're about to do a combo. Oh, you know, like. So I love going back and watching film and, and, and seeing what coverage were called or or where we failed or where we lacked or, or you know, just I'm a student of the game. So she asked me when she got to know me and, and, and saw me, like, why are you rewatching this game you just watched? We watched it together. Why are you rewatching it? <laughs> or why are you so obsessed with this school? I, I, the only thing I could tell her was this has been the one point of consistency since I was old enough to remember. Every year – Good or bad, the University of Alabama fields a football team. Every year around the same time, I get to watch this team. I have something to look forward to. Good or bad, they're going to take the field. So I was like, it's a point of consistency. And ever since then, she's been like, you know what? I understand. That makes sense. So There you go. (laughs) That's why I'm obsessed. That's what I had to tell my wife. Hey, we all have our schools. Mm-hmm. I'm t- if you ever get a chance to come to an Iowa Iowa State game, oh god, you better take it. I will. I it's, also want to see Michigan and Ohio State. I, okay, that Fair I'll right. give you that. Yeah, but but I'll, I'll that, say this though: people that talk about the Michigan Ohio State game, the Tennessee Florida game. So when I went to the University of Tennessee, you know, I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I did the baseball thing. So we would get tickets sometimes, and I literally got to go to the swamp one year, and and. I'm always going to have a, a heart for University of Tennessee just because I went there. I, I played there. My family loves there. But to be able to be at that game as a Bama fan and appreciate that atmosphere, dude, that was – and I've been to an Iron Bowl, which is pretty freaking – Alabama-Auburn is pretty intense. But that Tennessee-Florida was was something different um, in, the, in, the, in the swamp because that stadium is so enclosed and it's just so loud now. Yeah. But so, dude, I'd love to see Iowa, Iowa State. I don't care if it's a Bama game. I just want to experience that rivalry. It's a game that, that hate. To. Oh God! All right, all right, I'm on my way. Well, we got about a couple months. <laughs> no, well, it's here. Our offense sucks. Our defense oh, is does. good. We just can't score. Yep, I know. Yeah. That statistic, like that's that's fact. You can look it up. But hey, oh, you know, next next year you can come see Outlaws again because it's going to be in Ames next year. Perfect. Why we game? I'll just come it? drink. We'll rent out that VIP area up on the right. Yes. And we'll just sit up there and drink all night, just us. Deal. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> Say more. Right. Doesn't have to convince Done. me. Yeah. I'll do whatever. Love it. 
So what about baseball then? So what's your favorite major league team then for baseball? Oh, I'm all Atlanta. I'm all Georgia and pro sports, like Hawks, Falcons, Braves. Well, my grandfather, my grandfather was never a Georgia fan. He was a Tennessee fan. He was a Vols fan. But he loved, he loved the Braves and the Falcons. Like my grandfather had a notebook, an actual notebook that he would handwrite stats from the Braves games. Because back then, when when I was a little kid, when so I, I grew up in Rome, Georgia. So back then as a kid, TBS broadcasted every Braves game, every Braves game you could watch, home or away, TBS broadcasted it. And my grandfather would watch every game, and he would keep notes of, like, innings pitched or, like, you know, Chipper Jones was one for four. Like, he was a diehard Braves fan. So, and he would make me cut grass, you know, like, around our trailer. You know, when you have a trailer, you you can't weed eat because of the underpinning. So you'd have to hand do it. So I would hand do it to go to a Braves game or to go to Six Flags, you know. So I just grew up going to Braves and Falcons games. Uh, and then I just picked up the Hawks just because it is still Atlanta and still Georgia. So, yeah. Um, but he never he never steered me towards the dogs um, because he's a Vols fan. So I just grew up with that Bama, you know. That, and, and I might have I – don't, I don't even know. You know, when you're a kid, you don't remember all that shit. But I might have just disassociated the Alabama A with the Atlanta A. You know, like, oh, it's the same A, because the only difference is the top little check. Yeah. You know, they're both the same A. So I, I think I probably just confused the two, but I know my grandfather Dan was one, but whatever it is, it, it's dated back to where I've, you know, I've got pictures of me seven years old with my Bama hat and my Bama t-shirt on or eight. Yeah. So it's, it's been ongoing for a long time. My We're Bama talking love, to but, a, a Cardinals fan and a Cubs fan. Hey, I, I can get down with both. As long as you don't aren't the Phillies uh, or the Mets, I really don't give a shit. Or the Dodgers lately. Yeah, or the Dodgers. They're a pain, they're a pain in my ass. Or the Astros because they cheat. But yep. fuck the Phillies. I pulled for the Astros. I yeah, I would agree. <laughs> besides them having besides them having Kyle Schwarber though, that was the only reason I really liked that. That's fair. And Bryce Harper's a hell of a ball player, man. But, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I, see, that's the thing. Like, you can ask me any football question, I'll answer it. Like, nothing. Hey, listen. Oh, if if my I'll phone follow. dies in the, if my phone dies in the next few minutes, I don't have a charger or a port, and I just it just popped up ten percent battery remaining. So that's all right. Okay. Yeah, we can cut this here shortly. I didn't real I didn't realize we'd been on here for an hour and a half or an hour. I love it. I didn't realize that either. <laughs> hey, dude, time flies when you're having fun, man. Hey, man. That's yeah. And drinking tequila. Or bush lattes. <laughs> well, you, we've already established you're classy, and I'm not. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you are. You are. Hey, and you're in my studio, so this is my studio. By I the like way. it. Yes, it's been a process. I like your plant. But... <laughs> Thanks. I got several of them. No, but and, I got. I got can... a little. Hold on. I got a little bush right here. Oh, look at that. Oh, what, look at all the whiskey. Oh, oh yeah, I, de- I decorated for Christmas. So my decanters that say Whiskey Neat Records. I like it. Yeah, my wife bought me those for Christmas last year. But we decorated for Christmas, so we got a plant there. Yeah. That's cool. I like it. Thanks, man. We've been working on this forever, dude. How long, so how long have you guys been recording in that studio then? Uh, just We just finished it. About three or four weeks ago. So, oh, oh shit, okay, that got a little crooked. Um, we uh, we've been waiting on panels, 
So uh, you see these black panels right here? Yeah. So we've got a bunch of different panels and diffusers all over the room because you need diffusers in certain places and, and, and these traps in certain places to catch reflections. So this studio is bigger than the one we had before because now we've got a vocal booth and then another room. So we've got that vocal booth, which is a pretty big room, and then another uh, live room where we can do drums and stuff. So it's bigger and more rooms. So we didn't have enough of these and diffusers. So we ordered them. And you know how it is nowadays, everything's on back order. So yeah. it took us a couple months to get them in. So it took us a while to get our buddy over um, to help us dial in the room and catch the reflections and get it, you know, perfectly treated. Um, so it's just a process. But, you know, I, I, we've been doing about two or three weeks now since we were completed with the treatment. So now everything's dialed in and locked in. Um, but and also running all the cues and all the, you know different snakes in different rooms and, and all these, all the outboard gear, the preamps and the compressors and the EQs and get everything locked in. Yeah. Know, and the patch bays. That was a, that was a nightmare, but so it just, it takes time. So, you know, it took us, took us three or four months to get all this shit set up, but we're up, we're up and running now. There you go. Making records. Exactly. You got a new one coming. Do you have a date yet for the new one? Not yet. It's not official, but I know it's a 10 song record. My first full one. So it's a full 10. Okay. Do you ever let your wife get involved with any of it? What with what? No, I, she hears it from start to finish. She's, she's always listening like to, to everything. Um, but she's never like, like a writer or a producer or anything. You know, she, she doesn't know much about music. How long have you been like writing for? I've always written. Even okay. when I was a kid, you know, you know, wasn't good, but I just like riding. Yeah. Hope to get good at it one day. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the dream, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you have any last questions you'd like to ask before the phone dies? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chevy. Oh, Chevy. There we go. I have a, I have a Silverado 1500 out right, right out there. Do you? Good. Yeah. There we go. I'm black. Yeah. Blacked out too. Oh, black like rims, that. black windows, black everything. That's the way to do it. Mm -hmm. And four wheel drive. A little secret. Jeff has a GMC Sierra, badass truck. Got an exhaust on it, uh, a little lift kit on it, big big tires. It's not four. It's not four wheel drive. <laughs> you gotta have that four by four. Everything I've owned. It ain't a real truck. What's that? Well, you have to have it because you, you know, live in the middle of nowhere and it's always icy. But yeah, <laughs> down here we we need to get to our blinds and our, our 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 fishing spots and stuff, and it's just rough terrain. So you need a four wheel drive down here, real bad. Yeah. Um, but he's from Chicago, so that's why he didn't do it because he didn't understand. And now he's like, the one thing I regret, my truck's awesome, and it is. It's, it's a badass truck. But he's like, the one thing I regret is stop four wheel drive. Like, yeah, I could have I could have told you that, man. Yeah. <laughs> One last thing: Are you uh, being that's coming out on Sunday? I don't. I just thought of it. Yellowstone, yes or no? I don't know. I've never seen an episode. What? <laughs> I could love it. Here's the thing, man. I don't have a lot of free time. I just finished Better Call Saul. Yeah. So now I've got some free time to to start a new something. Um, because we totally just finished that. This. We finished Ozark. Okay. Yeah, I'm always looking for something to watch. Do you ever watch, or did have you ever seen like any clips of Sons of Anarchy? Oh yeah. So Yellowstone's like 
Montana version of Sons of Anarchy. Oh shit. Okay. It's good. Okay. I'll watch it. Top notch. I got the big ass Y on the back glass of my truck. All right. I need to watch it. Highly recommend. Okay. Done. All right. Well, that is all we have. Unless you have anything else that you want to say or ask. I don't know. I fucking love you guys. Thank you for, for doing this with me and, and let me do it with you. We love you as well. Thanks for coming on. Um, that concludes our episode of Everything and Anything or Nothing's Left Off the Table. Again, we had Nick Hickman on. We hope you guys enjoyed and uh, we'll we'll see you guys soon, hopefully. <laughs> Go check your shit out. <laughs> yeah, check the shit out. <laughs> love you guys. I love you too, buddy. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Of course. Y'all go get drunk. Everything and anything. Was it really left off the table?